And they say yeah. And they say yeah. And welcome to the show. We can take podcast back for another week after a big time football weekend here in the state of Minnesota. The Vikings getting a win, a big time home win. Monday night football, first win for the Vikings at home since I think 26 or sorry week 16 uh, of 2022 four straight home losses here to start 23 uh, a home loss in the playoffs of last season U.S. Bank Stadium it looked like it was rocking tonight and we got Parker Lovacek who was at the game calling in right now Vikings win at 22-17 bad P you were there what was the atmosphere like at U.S. Bank electric um, that that final possession getting that interception uh the fans went absolutely berserk i will say uh a little too much red in the crowd for my liking but uh definitely nice to send them home uh with a frown so uh great win season's back on track and uh can't wait for the for the packers next week a surprising amount of 49er fans made the trip here to minnesota and i guess you're coming in five and one one of the best teams in the nfl uh maybe the best team in the nfc at least coming into tonight that was uh what was kind of slated across all the major networks espn all six analysts for espn tonight parker picked the 49ers and at that point we should have known uh we had a chance to win this game and they certainly did kirk at least on tv and we'll we'll look at the stats and break down some more of the numbers tomorrow we're going to podcast tomorrow night as well uh, but from from watching on TV, Kirk, it, it looked like as good, if not the best game he's ever had in purple. What did it look like in person? Yeah, I think I think the the biggest thing that stuck out to me, uh, you look at the 49ers defense sack totals, uh, and that's a big old goose egg tonight. Um, I think uh, Dalton Reisner, uh, great addition to the O line, and and Darisaw putting uh, Bosa into the dirt a couple of times. Um, I, you, you just can't give enough credit to that offensive line tonight. Um, and obviously Kirk delivering balls left and right. I don't know how many times he threw it. Um, but I think I, there were three throws, uh, that were off target. And one of them was the touchdown at the end of the half to Addison. So, um, I mean, unbelievable night from the offensive line and Kirk and obviously Addison with his breakout game. Um, you know, just can't say enough about the offense. Yeah, and we'll talk about the defense in just a moment. Kirk Cousins, 35 of 45 tonight, 378 yards, two touchdowns, the INT coming on the first series of the game. The defense was phenomenal. Cam Bynum sealing it there at the end with his second takeaway of the game. Uh, (laughs) It had to be just bonkers in there after that second interception. The Vikings moving now to three and four. P-Bomber, we head to Green Bay next week with a chance to make it four and four in the conference, and we're very much alive. Uh, I don't know if that was the vibe you got walking out of that stadium, but the Vikings are back in my book. Yeah, it was it was a conversation, you know, headed into the game. It was, hey, if we can get a win, get to three and four, um, a half game out of the wild card, and we have the easiest part of our schedule coming up, and, um, you know, Packers, Falcons, Saints, Saints. Broncos. It's You know, it's... It's a part of the schedule that we should run through, maybe lose one of those games. Um, but you just get a feeling, like you said, with this defense that, you know, they're the real deal. Um, with Brian Flores at the helm, it, it, the things that they were doing tonight, um, and obviously, you know, Brock Purdy's not the elite of the elite, uh, but it's still a high-powered offense. So 
uh, to be able to, you know, hold them to, what was it, 17 points and, and you know, get three turnovers in the game. Um, you know, we're going to have a similar look offense next week with Jordan Love um, and uh, less powered weapons. So I think we should be able to get out of there with a win, but it is Lambeau. So we'll, we, we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. You talked about the offensive line. They were phenomenal tonight. Brian O'Neill getting a lot of praise on KFAN as I was driving back to my apartment here getting ready to podcast. They had him on the radio interviewing him. He he was electric. You mentioned it. No sacks tonight. Kirk Cousins had a lot of clean pockets to to throw out of. And and when you give Kirk Cousins time, he's going to put up 8.4 yards per pass, uh, which is exactly what he did tonight. All that uh, without our best receiver and probably the best receiver in the planet right now Justin Jefferson on the sideline um I was very impressed P-Bomber with with Brandon Powell I mean he he's had a couple of flashes the last few weeks or at least last week with JJ being out but he plays fast and, and I don't know if it looks like he's as fast in person but I, I I like the pop we get from Powell and I think he could be uh, a factor moving forward in this offense your thoughts yeah when, whenever you watch him get the ball I think it was when he had uh, that jet sweep um, early in the third quarter, uh, it kind of reminded me of, of the longest yard with Adam Sandler um, and and the, the prisoner going to the guard saying, he's fast. He, I mean, he's real fast. That, that's what it reminds me. That dude cooked. So uh, it, it's fun to watch him run. Obviously made some great catches tonight. Um, and definitely, you know, Jefferson out a couple more weeks. Going to be a crucial part of this offense. Um, and it's not to say that, you know, KJ, uh, didn't have a great game or obviously Addison had an unbelievable game that they're going to need to find a way to get him involved in offense. Um, even when JJ comes back because he's that big weapon, uh, whether it's on those jet sweeps or, you know, a bubble screen here and there, that sort of thing. Um, but I mean, you can't understate the, the impact he had on tonight's game. I'll add in that soundbite, uh, Right when you were saying it there, he's fast. He's real fast. Uh, but that's exactly the vibe I got, too. I mean, he, he just runs hard. And it, not like everybody's not running hard, but you can see a guy who's given 110% effort, and that's number four, Brandon Powell, uh, for the Vikings tonight. Just an awesome job from him. Defense, insane. I'll go through some of those numbers and stuff as well. But P-Bomber, I know you got to get to work in the morning. Final thought, Minnesota Vikings 22, San Fran 17. Final thought from the game tonight. We're the real deal. We are a good team. I think um, you look at the record, you might say, ah, it was a fluke last year. It was blah, 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 whatever it might be. This is a good team. Watching it in person, you can tell that this defense plays fast, uh, hits hard and is not going to back down um, a much improved secondary, you know, albeit a lot of new players. Um, but Cam Bynum coming up big. Uh, obviously, you know, DJ Wanham had some unbelievable plays up front and Daniil Hunter being Daniil. Uh, it's it's going to be exciting to see how this defense plays against some mediocre offenses coming up in the next few weeks. Um, I really think they're going to prove to the rest of the league that, um, you know, they're going to be in the playoffs and watch out uh, because if that defense plays well, we know what that offense can do with, with Kirk and JJ. So uh, definitely looking forward to the rest of the year. Huge win to get us back on track and uh, Skull Vikes. And thank you to Parker Lavacek, Bad P, calling in on his way home 
from United States Bank Stadium, which, again, was rocking tonight, despite the vast amounts of red in the stands. And kind of a concerning uh, concerning little bit here for the Vikes. That's, that's a couple weeks in a row now where we've had vast amounts of other fans in the stands at U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, Dallas obviously travels very, very well. They've filled up our stadium a number of times, it, it seems like, and uh, tonight the 49ers doing the same. But the Vikings, unfazed by uh, the number of fans there, kind of counter to what it was a few weeks ago when the Chiefs had a bunch of fans there as well. I should have asked Parker what it was compared to the Chiefs, who who travel very well as well. Uh, but nonetheless, the Vikings get the win, move into 3-4, and four, second in the NFC North, two games back of Detroit, who got their doors blown off this week by Baltimore, and Detroit looked very, very beatable uh, on Sunday of course, they're still five and two. Vikes three and four. Pack two and four. And the Bears two and five, sitting at the bottom of the North. Vikings Packers next Sunday from Lambeau Field. We'll preview that one um, this week. Andy and I are going to the game. Polly P will be there as well. Should be an electric, electric noon kickoff in Lambeau. The first time I'll ever be there. Um, so I'll have my thoughts from that game next Sunday night. After the Vikings hopefully move to 504 and four, and we'll see what happens from there. Parker talked about the favorable schedule. We've talked about it here, but we go Packers. We go at Atlanta the next week, home against the Saints at Denver for some Sunday night football against the Broncos. We take our bye. No, we actually play the Bears. Then we take our bye first week of December. So five more games till the bye. Once again at Green Bay, at Atlanta, home against the Saints. At Denver and at, uh, excuse me, home against Chicago. Five very winnable games. And the Vikings might be favored in all five of those. I don't know if they're going to be favored next week against the Packers in Green Bay. But it might be a pick game. We shall see. Um, let's look at some more of the stats from today. Daniil Hunter, the only one registering a sack for the Vikings. Um, I think that puts him at nine on the season. It could be eight. I know he led the league. Uh, or at least was tied for the NFL lead in sacks coming into this game. Added just one for the Vikings. Came at a crucial time, though. Um, and let's see if I can get some defensive stats pulled up. Let's first look at some of the team stats. We talked about the takeaways. Two interceptions from Cam Bynum. A fumble recovery as well. Three takeaways for the Vikings defense and, and really starting to rack up the takeaways like they did last year, um, which is going to be which makes a huge difference in winning and losing when you get more takeaways than the other team. Um, but the Vikings, three takeaways tonight, one turnover. It was a Traverius Ward interception on the first drive of the game, ripped it away from um, Jordan Addison, who who went on to have just a phenomenal day, uh, including his, his touchdown, his second touchdown of the night at the end of that first half. And I'm watching the play right now, um, ESPN highlights ripping the ball out of Traverius Ward, one of the best corners in the NFL, and just ripped it right out of his hands, took it to the house, 60 yards for the Vikes to take a 16, uh, I think it was 16-7 at that point, 16-7 lead. They missed the extra point, um, which I'll take full credit for that last week on the pot. I, I praised Greg Joseph for not missing a kick all season. Besides the one that was blocked, he missed two tonight, the extra point. 
that I just mentioned, he also missed a 52 or 53-yard field goal at the end of the game to make it an eight-point Vikings lead. Ended up only being five. Of course, the Vikings get the interception just a few plays later to seal it off. Cam Bynum um, doing his best there. No sacks for the Vikings uh, allowed tonight. The offensive line was incredible. Um, Brian O'Neill all night long just putting Joey Bosa to sleep, so to speak. I mean... All the weapons that the 49ers defense has uh, and the Vikings seem to, to find an answer to every every weapon they had tonight, and that was just an awesome, awesome victory at U.S. Bank. Um, place was, was rocking all night long. Total plays, Vikings ran 66, the 49ers ran 53, 452 yards of total offense for Minnesota, 325 for San Francisco. Um, let's see, yards per play, 6.8 for, excuse me, for the Vikings, 6.1 for the 49ers, 378 yards of passing offense for Minnesota, 260 for San Francisco, 74 rush yards, and it seems low. It, it felt like the Vikings were rushing the ball all the time um, for, for big gains, but just 74 yards felt like 174 uh, 65 for the 49ers, 3.5 yards per play, uh, per rush for Minnesota tonight. Penalties, five for Minnesota, 35 yards for the 49ers. They had five as well, 37 yards, so very equal in the penalty department. Turnovers once more, three for the 49ers, one for Minnesota. And let's see if I can get the full defensive breakdown DJ Wanham good day for him as well two tackles or excuse me four tackles two solos one TFL and a QB hit two QB hits for Daniil a sack a TFL two solos and two total tackles for Daniil Hunter Cam Bynum uh, a huge day for him two interceptions including the sealer uh, which he had to go way up to get um to get that one who had the fumble recovery i'm asking myself questions here as i now try to find it dean lowry uh, is the one credited with the fumble recovery we'll have to talk we'll have to see i can't i don't even remember who forced the fumble the fumble but um, we'll get that all straightened out before we we podcast tomorrow night with the full cast of characters bg zach randy who's a very angry randy uh, who wants to talk about the Gopher Hawkeye game and the uh, the uh, very controversial call made in the end of that one. He'll be on tomorrow night as well. P Bomber will probably call in um, to to that show as well. What else do I got on my sheet tonight? That's about it. I mean, this is we're about an hour after the game, so still kind of letting the the game digest a little bit here. But just in. You can't understate the importance of this victory tonight for the Vikings. So back in the race in the NFC, in the race in the NFC North as well. Like I mentioned, two games back at Detroit, who all of a sudden doesn't seem quite as unbeatable as they did maybe just a few weeks ago. But the Vikings, the winners tonight at home, flipping the script on the losing streak. I believe it was five straight home losses um, going back to last season for the Vikings, one of the best home teams in the NFL before this season started, hopefully getting back on the right side of things. Vikings the winners tonight, 22-17. to Full breakdown coming tomorrow. We'll hit your podcast at probably tomorrow night, uh, which is Tuesday night. Um, so if you listen here on Tuesday, it'll be out tonight. Um, but 
full breakdown with the full wake and take crew tomorrow night. Skull Vikings, huge win tonight. We'll talk Vikings tomorrow. We'll talk uh, Hawkeyes and Gopher game as well. Gophers getting the pig back from Iowa for the first time since 2014. First win since 99 in Kinnick. A huge one to discuss there as well. We got T-Wolves starting in a few weeks. Wild are already underway. Gopher hockey uh, splitting a series against UND and the Gophers almost losing to St. Thomas in an overtime thriller at the X from a couple weeks ago. We'll talk about all of that tomorrow night on the Wake and Take podcast. Another turning point of folks stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go. So make the best of this test and don't ask why. It's not a question but a lesson learned in time It's something unpredictable And in the end that's right I hope you have the time of your life So take the photographs and still frames in your mind on a shelf and good up and good times Tattoos and memories and dead skin on trial For what it's worth, it was worth all the while It's something unpredictable, in the end that's right I hope you have the time of your life That was awesome, guys. That was, that was awesome. That whistle part was really good. Thank that you.